on Big V Racing. Green light on. With Dan Malicki. Yeah, it's time to talk trots with Dan Malecki on this Thursday afternoon on Greenlight On, as we always do. Hello, Dan. Yeah, hello, Matt. Hey, uh, we're always brought to you, the listeners, by our wonderful sponsor. We are always brought to us by Lower Long Farms. And on behalf of Lauriston Bloodstock, Lower Long Farms are proud to present three yearlings from their most prized family at the Melbourne Nutrient Sale from April 1 to 3. Famed matriarch and former Australian broodmare of the year, Aston Villa, is the dam of lot 521. The sharp colt by American Ideal is a half-brother to six winners, including resident sires Poster Boy and Yankee Rockstar, Vic Bread champion Born to Rock and Roll, and Group 1 placed Yankee Showgirl, herself the dam of lot 488 at the Melbourne sale, a stylish filly by Always Be Mickey. Vegas Diamond, a daughter of Yankee Showgirl and half-sister to two-year-old Breeders' Crown champion, school captain, is the dam of lot 475. This flawless American Ideal filly offers another rare opportunity to access the highly esteemed family. Detailed information on each lot, including pedigrees, photos and videos, will be available at nutrientequine.com.au and on-farm inspections are welcomed by appointment. Lower Long Farms, where quality is our priority. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to catch up with Kath McIntosh shortly on Greenlight on Dan. They've been very busy of recent times. Hey, interesting discussion point. I know Maddie Stewart was keen to have a chat to you about this. We were talking about the Adelaide Cup general admission costs. Mm. Um, how do you think GA costs across the board are in harness racing? Are they too high? Are they on the mark? Or I'm are they affordable? To, well, I'm trying to Google the cost A lot of, of them are free. At the, yeah, 70 I'm, bucks is the Cox Plate, I reckon it was general admission. I remember getting someone a present. I'm pretty sure it was around 70 bucks, just GA, but mm. that was sold out weeks before. Um, in the trots, most of the feature nights, particularly at Melton, are free admission. It's been quite mm. a while since they've charged to get in there. I think it's just been too big a deal to get the security set up and the like. So it's been free admission, even on New Year's Eve, Eve where the crowd's twice as big as uh, Hunter Cup night. Uh, they're all free admission. Um, most of the places are free. they are a couple here and there, but they're not over the top. So it won't set you back. Uh, but from racetrack to racetrack, uh, they do vary quite significantly, don't they? Thoroughbred-wise. Yeah, I, I tried to Google the cost of entry for the Inter-Dominion. I couldn't find it. it, it was the Inter-Dominion a, a walk-in for free job? Yeah. Yeah, wow. it was. Yep. yep. Well, it makes the Adelaide Cup look a bit expensive. <laughs> well, I suppose you could have watched Captain Ravishing. Um, that was probably uh, a bigger deal uh, a month ago than maybe what it is now, uh, Matt. But still, uh, he was a draw card, as, as was uh, Honolulu Bay and the like. But uh, you could go in there for nothing. Look, it's got to make... I reckon maybe more of a big deal for outside the feature meetings because the cost of going to a big race meeting, if you're going to pay $70 to get there, get dressed up, and we've talked about this before, people don't have to go on the members to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars and maybe more on getting dressed up and going, Ubers to and from the track, enjoying some drinks and food during the day. Look, it's it's a very costly experience. It's a very memorable one as well, and you can go higher end beyond that. But uh, bottom line, I suppose, people on the track spend money for the club, but you want them to get involved and have a little bit of investment. The old saying, when you go to Rome, you do as the Romans do, and if you go to the racetrack, I reckon you want to indulge a little bit and have a few bets and at least be able to afford to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Dan. Hey, uh, we'll go to Shepparton shortly. On the other side of that, Kath McIntosh is going to join us from Lower Long Farms to talk about their recent uh, success at the sales and also Poster Boy, their star, uh, 
their star cult who's been doing wonderful things as well. So with Matt Nevitt, Matt Stewart and Dan Malecki on Green Light On on this Thursday afternoon. We're about to catch up with the sponsor of Green Light On, who's also the boss of Lower Long Farms, Kath McIntosh. She joins us. Hello, Kath. How are you? Very well, thank you. That's the way. Uh, how's the farm been performing at the recent sales? Poster boy, he's been on fire? Yeah, he uh, he certainly has. Um, he had his top, uh, it's his first crop of his yearlings to go through the, the sales this year and um, you know, we're sort of eagerly anticipating that and uh, he topped it with a 90,000 over in Western Australia. So um, some very happy breeders and, and vendors over there and um, he followed up with a, another one, 52 and a half and a few in the 20s and 30s, which is pretty good return on investment for a $4,500 service fee. Has he surprised you a little bit with how well he's gone or did you expect him to go this well in his first year? Um, oh, we're probably a little bit biased and, and, you know, we do expect him to go well. You know, we love him and, and love the quality of the stock that he's producing. But you just never know, uh, you know, sales are a marketplace and you never know how these new season sires are going to be received. Um, but, you know, he's certainly stamping them in a real type and, and people recognising that. So it's good to see those um, breeders that have supported him get rewarded. Oh, yeah, amazing, 90,000 first season sire cats. So that augurs well because there's still some more sales to come at Brisbane this week and, of course, Melbourne at the start of uh, April. But tell us about the, the Sydney sale. You've just come back there from uh, from over the weekend selling a few horses. How was the overall sale and, and how did Lower Long perform? Um, look, we were happy enough with our draft that we took. We only had a draft of six, um, so just sort of, uh, dipping our toe in the water compared to some of the other um, uh, you know preparers up there. But, uh, look, the sale wasn't brilliant. Um, I think, you know, we're sort of seeing a bit of a recalibration uh, post-COVID um, in this space. And, you know, the, we've sort of had prices through, you know, the last couple of years that have exceeded expectations. And I think, uh, you know, we're also seeing that... Um, in the uh, thoroughbred uh, sales as well. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons, um, you know, what potentially wasn't as good as uh, what it could have been. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think we're sort of seeing a recalibration post-COVID as well as a bit of a a, uh, restriction on the discretionary spend that people do have now. Uh, Kath, there's plenty of excitement about the Melbourne sale as well. Tell us a little bit about the draft. Uh, yeah, so we've got 27 we're taking down there. Um, we've got four trotters and uh, 23 paces. Uh, so, yeah, it's a really quality draft, a very even draft. Um, so, yeah, there's something there for everyone. We've got seven poster boys um, that we're taking, four colts and three fillies. Um, yeah, so it's a, a quality draft and encourage anyone to, you know, come down and come along. And, you know, if someone's interested in wanting to become involved or be a part of a syndicate, then, you know, come to our marquee or, or get in contact with us before the sales and, you know, we can put you in contact with the right people to get you involved and, and walk you through it because it's, uh, I think it's important we start to, you know, encourage some more new people into the industry. And uh, you've got a filly that you've got up for charity that's uh, dear to you, Pan Care. Just tell us about that being auctioned in, in Melbourne at the sales. Yeah, so uh, we've... Uh, You've sort of started a bit of an initiative in the breeding industry to, um, you know, raise money for charity. And this year, it's uh, the Pan Care Foundation, which is supporting um, those people who are affected by upper gastrointestinal cancers. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, often uh, it's a really high mortality rate with that type of cancers, and uh, you know, we need a bit more research and earlier detection in that space. So we're offering up a Soho Tribeca filly um, at the Melbourne sales, um, and with all proceeds to go to charity. 
Um, and also we've got a, a raffle running as well. So people can come and, and buy tickets from us at the sales or um, through the office um, prior to that. But hopefully, yeah, I mean, the Soho Tribeca's is also their first season um, out in the market. And, um, you know, I think he had a top price fill-in of 40000 So, you know, he's um, leaving a lovely type and people looking for those too. So I'm hoping that Philly makes a good bit of money. Yeah, that's a, a great initiative for a really important charity. So looking forward to following that, Kath. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you again over the, the next couple of weeks and we appreciate your support here on, on Greenlight On. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thank you. There's Ka- Kath McIntosh, the boss of Lower Long Farms, joining us, uh, Dan. And they do have a very exciting draft heading to the Melbourne sales. Indeed they do. So the 1st of the 3rd of April at uh, the uh, Inglis Complex at uh, Oaklands for the uh, Standard Bread Sale, a new tree in equine. So we'll have more to chat about that. Who knows? We might mm-hmm. in- end up getting little shares in a horse. It's inevitable sometimes. You can't hide it when the sales are on, can you? Hey, uh, um, that's why we keep working, Matt and Matt. <laughs> Indeed. Um, the top lots were sort of creeping over a million bucks last uh, last week at the Thoroughbred Sale. A couple of hundred grand, would that see out the top lot at the, at the Standard Bread's? Yeah, I'd say so. I think there was one around the $150,000 mark. So you put that in a context and it's probably oh, a line ball, might even be above um, because there's only two races that are million dollars or beyond in harness racing at the moment. The Eureka, which is the new race, and of course the Miracle Mile. So there's a lot more options in the thoroughbred world. But um, some of these horses go for the top lots, their, uh, their potential size as well. So, um, But the depth is there and it's uh, pretty comfortable to get that twenty to $40,000 uh, a yearling at this stage. There's a lot of competition, and one thing that the harness studs are capable of doing, as you well know, we know through Lower Long Farm, Ben Stud, Alabar, Woodlands, there are so many outstanding standard bred uh, studs. They're so competitive, and you, you're really uh, getting. Uh, extremely uh, good value for money. Hey, Danny, we're going to run out of time because we've got to get to a break and then we've got to get to Steve-O, who's at uh, Marvel Stadium. So what I might ask is a little bit of a favour from you, Dan. Do you mind if I get you on for five or so minutes tomorrow to have a chat on the Big V? Because there's a a few topics that I wanted to get through, especially Lockenvar Art, who has made it three from three in the US. Do you mind jumping on for five minutes tomorrow and we'll, we'll have a quick chat about things? No worries. My pleasure, Matt. You're a good man. We'll do that then. Hey, thanks, Danny. Thanks for that. My pleasure. Thanks, guys.